Hello, everyone. What is going on? Welcome back to the Love Bowl Society podcast. Hello. Did you guys know that we are on episode 15? Fuck. Y'all been listening to me for 15 episodes. I am highly appreciative and so grateful. Yes, this is episode 15. And so I am your host, Kiyomi Hall. If this is your first time listening, I would like to welcome you. Welcome you. Welcome you. I appreciate you. I like you. I love you. Thank you for listening. And if you are a returning listener, what the fuck is going on? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So if you don't know, I am an author and I wrote a book titled Love Bold, Live Forgiving. And you can find that book on my website, which is www.kiomihall.com. And today I have my lovely firstborn with me, Kimora. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. Hi, everybody. Third time's a charm. You know what they say. (laughs) So, yes, she is back on the scene and her favorite color is green. It's actually yellow. I was saying that for money, monetary purposes. Thank you. (laughs) Money, money. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But no, her favorite color is yellow. So today we are going to be talking about forgiveness again and If you follow me, if you've read my book, you know that forgiveness is a message that I am pushing. Um, Honestly, the message is going to be my purpose. My purpose is for, um, well, not my purpose is to help you guys learn to forgive. Like that is the whole piece as far as what started my book and what started the podcast. So a lot of people have been asking me where I came up with the title, Love Bold, Live Forgiving. And honestly, the title was given to me by spirit. Yes, God gave me the title. It just came to me out of nowhere. I had no idea. So God gave it to me. And for me, love bold means to love who you are without explaining yourself. Loving bold means that you are accepting who you are. You love who you are and you're comfortable with who you are and you're comfortable with the choices that you make. Um, if you had to define love bold, Kimora, what would your definition be? Gosh. <laughs> I I think you you explained it pretty pretty darn good. We need deaf boo. Well So what does so what does the word love mean to you? It's a feeling that you get. Okay. And what does bold mean to you? It's, mm, I would say bold is kind of like a sensation. Okay. I can dig it. So a feeling, sensation, sensational. <laughs> sensational feeling. <laughs> and so to add to loving, bold, live, forgiving, um, to me, it means that you are walking in your purpose. You're walking in the life that God chose for you or that you chose for yourself. You know, everybody has different deities and different things that they have going on. But we all need to learn how to love bold and live forgiving. So that is going to be kind of what the title is. Um. To live forgiving to me means that you are letting go of the past and learning from your mistakes. Kimora, if you had to define (laughs) to live bold, I mean, excuse me, to live forgiving, what would that mean to you? I would say it can mean to live your life without feeling any disdain 
I think I said that word right. Is that the right word? Disdain. That's yeah. right. For yourself or for anyone else. Okay. We just taking opinions and this is just your thoughts and your definition. So no judgment. If that's what you feel like the definition is, boo, then that's what it is. Got it? Yeah. Okay. So with um, living forgiving, I think that you have to learn and understand that um, holding on to shit can manifest in your body in different ways. It can manifest into different illnesses and different diseases. I know me personally in 2000, when was that? 2000, maybe 14 or 15, I had a um, a tumor. Like, and I don't even know how long I had the tumor, just out of nowhere. Um, I had a tumor and then um, they told me I had cancer. And then from there, I had to have surgery. And then after I had surgery, good old Kaiser called me and was like, you have to have an emergency surgery. It's cancer on the other side. We have to remove both of your thyroids. And I was like, fuck you. No. So Kaiser gave me a complete shit show, but Kaiser, you know what I'm saying? They gave me that emergency phone call. Like, you got to come back and you got to go under surgery. Had me and my kids. Was you stressed out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say stressed out. Really? Well, you never talked about it. Let's unpack that. What, what? Well, I mean, you know, I saw the bump on your neck. Well, I never, so like I said, I don't even know how long I had the tumor. It was uh my right side. So I had a tumor in my right thyroid. So they had to remove my um thyroid. Um, It ended up being benign, but just that whole process with Kaiser, um, I learned that was a prime example of me learning that I had to um, learn how to advocate for my health because like I said, they called me and was like, right after surgery, maybe like an hour or two. It wasn't that long after I just got out of surgery. Maybe I, I had just got home and they called me and was like, you have to come back. So to even put that stress, first of all, let's back up. When you hear the word cancer, it does something to your spirit. Yeah, that's what did it for me. Like, <laughs> it really, it changes you. So like... And at that time, I had just had my youngest baby. So he wasn't even six months yet. Like, I don't, I don't, because the timelines, but I had just had my baby. So it was like, you mean to tell me that I have cancer? I just had a baby. Like, why didn't any of this stuff come up during this whole process of me having a baby? All these different tests that y'all ran on me because I was high risk, because I was an OG playing with her uterus. Oh, gee, that's, I mean, they had <laughs> what I'm high risk, but it's another thing, geriatric pregnancy. So they had me as a geriatric pregnancy, geriatric. geriatric, what girl, because I was over 35. So it was like all these different tests and stuff that they had to run on me. But this tumor never came up in any of those tests. But I feel like that tumor manifested because I was holding on to a lot of shit. Like I'm the type of person that holds on to stuff. And then when I've reached my breaking point, I break completely. And that tumor manifested in my life because of just the different shit that I was holding on to. And so with that, with me 
learning a process of forgiveness. I had to let go of a lot of things and I had to forgive myself for a whole bunch of stuff that I've done to other people and stuff that I've done to myself. So I can speak from a place of experience as far as holding on to shit and it manifesting in your body into some type of illness or some type of sickness. So we got to take care of that. We got to learn how to let shit go um, because what are what are you holding on to? I mean, I was holding on to resentment. I was holding on to anger. I was pissed off about several different things. Kimora, do you have anything that you feel like you're holding on to? Of course, you know, I mean. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot like that, but <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, like you said, pain and resentment and anger and just stuff that's happened over time that nobody wants to take accountability for and just kind of want to brush it off and not really accept that that was something that they did, something that hurt me and don't want to accept it. And, you know, I can't, I feel like it's harder to move on from something if it's not being recognized. I can understand that. So what does accountability mean to you? Like, what's your definition of accountability? Just because people struggle with accountability. Like we, me and Shan, we did a whole podcast about it. Accountability is huge. And so many people have a problem with it. But I think a lot of people have a problem with accountability because these motherfuckers don't know how to be honest with themselves and they can't admit their fault. Like, they can't admit when they're wrong. They can't admit when they make a mistake because it takes you have to be the bigger person in order to say, you know what? I fucked up my bad and actually correct the behavior, not just say it out of their mouth. Like their actions actually reflect that they doing some different shit because yeah. you telling me that you're sorry doesn't mean shit if you're not following up with it, with the actions that actually show that you meant what your apology said. Yeah. So I'm gonna say something like that, just like being in denial, really. Well, yeah, denial's a big thing. So yes. Um me so this is the next question. What do you need to let go of? So me personally, I had to let go of anger, I had to let go of resentment, and I had to let go of trying to make a person feel how they made me feel if that makes sense, because I spent a lot of time like, oh, you fuck me over. Watch how I do you. And I be I be petty to that person and just do malicious things to make it with the intention of trying to make them feel how I felt. And in all actuality, if this person is a man, nine times out of 10, that shit doesn't work. Do you feel like there's something that you need to let go of? Yeah, um, I definitely feel like I need to let go of past hurt. Um, but it's at least me personally, when it still feels ongoing, it's harder to let it go because it's still in your face. You know, it's not behind you anymore. It's it's behind you and it's in front of you. So Well yeah. Okay. And so um 
we're just going to, well, I'm just going to ask this question hypothetically. I don't expect an answer. <laughs> but my next question would be, who do you need to forgive? So anybody that's listening, you need to think about who you need to forgive because that's a big piece of it, whether it be the cat, the dog, mama, papa, like you need to figure out who, even if it's the motherfucker that cut you off driving to go get something to eat because half of us ain't driving to work now because quarantina is still in high fucking gear. Actually, well, the stay-at-home order is coming back into high gear. So maybe you need to forgive the person that cut you off on your way to Subway or McDonald's for the kids. Like, I don't know, but hypothetically speaking. So think about it. Think about <laughs> think about somebody that you need to forgive. And also think about who needs to forgive your motherfucking ass. Who needs to forgive your saltine cracker self? That's kind of harsh. But I meant salty as in salty attitude-wise, but cracker just kind of slid in there. Anywho, who <laughs> needs to forgive you? Me personally, my child needed to forgive me. Me personally, my mother needed to forgive me. My father needed to forgive me. My parents needed to forgive me because I treated them like shit because I wanted them to feel how I felt when the roles were reversed. So I had to repair those relationships because my parents needed to forgive me, but I also needed to forgive them. So... I said all that to say, nobody is perfect, and we all have done some foul-ass shit. Like, we've all been foul, we've all been wrong, and we all have done things that somebody needs to forgive us for, whether that's cheating on your man and he didn't know about it, whether that's your man cheating on you, whether that's you abandoning your child, whether that's you treating children differently because they not from your relationship. I mean, I could go all day long with what people need to forgive somebody for. But for the most part, we need to be on track for that. Like we need to be on track for forgiveness because this this hot this we're in 2020 right now. When 2021 comes around, shit's going to be a lot different. Shit's going to look different. We're going to have to operate from a different space. We can't be operating in the same space that we've been operating from. So if you're a person who um, is easily fueled by anger, you're going to have to figure that shit out because it's not going to work in a higher timeline. Everybody not going to be accepting your faulty, your anger. <laughs> Everybody not going to go for it. So we got to get certain shit intact right now. Um, so Maybe I do get to answer the question. What's oh, my bad. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, who is somebody who needs to forgive your ass? <laughs> who needs to forgive me or who I need to forgive? Okay, well, we'll, well so, I don't know because you were talking that. <laughs> well, because I didn't ask you specifically who you needed to forgive oh. because I didn't know if that's something you wanted to speak on the mic, but we can we can do that. Know. So, who is somebody you need to forgive? <laughs> I'm like, I'm right here, but you, you talk about some other shit. So let's do it. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I think your sister. And why do you feel that way? Because, you know, she did a lot of things that didn't sit right with me, still don't sit right with me. And um, 
I don't think she's ever apologized for it. Okay. Well, that's a conversation that you guys can unpack and you can have. Oh, you didn't got hot? It's getting hot in here. Like, she fly shoot. I mean, hey, if do Jesus. Well, if that's the conversation, you have to be open to having the conversation. And you have to be willing to let go of what has transpired in that situation. So you got to be open to that. You can't be closed to that. This is some new live shit on the horizon here. (laughs) So you got to be open to that. You can't just say, oh, such and such. I I need to forgive such and such, but not be open to having a conversation with such and such and not be open to letting go of whatever the issue is. That's counterproductive. So if you feel like such and such is where the forgiveness and the apologies need to happen, are you ready to receive an apology? Are you ready to let go and move forward in that? Yeah. Okay. Long, 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 long overdue. Okay. Well, y'all need to sit down and unpack that shit. Just like we sit here and unpack stuff, y'all can sit down and unpack it. (laughs) So the next question is, Who needs to forgive your ass? Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody. I don't know. I don't think. You don't think? Anyone. I don't do anything. I'm a good child. You ain't perfect. So you don't think that um, your brothers need to forgive you for you pushing them out your room? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they need to thank me for letting them be in there in the I'm first just saying I, hey you're not perfect so somebody some hey I don't know okay well you still got time to grow and you still got time to do some fuck shit that somebody's gonna need to forgive you for but I will say continue to try to operate in a space of integrity to where you can continue to feel like you haven't done something so foul and so fucked up to where you have to sit down and unpack that. Try to operate in the highest level of loving, bold, and live forgiving and just operating in a space of putting your best foot forward in every situation. Now, sometimes you can't always do that because everything is not loving, bold, and living forgiveness. Sometimes you got to pull out your motherfucking strap or you got to ball up your fist and punch somebody in the face or slap the shit out of them. So there's duality. Duality. And (laughs) No, but I'm I'm just... It's unrealistic to think that everything is just love and light. It's not. You got to have balance. There's a yin and a yang for a reason. So there's a light side. What? Yin. Yin, yang. (laughs) Yin, yang. (laughs) <laughs> what? sound like you're saying ying yang it's yin. yin yin yang good job balance duality anywho um tips for starting the forgiveness process so first and foremost you have to be honest with yourself if you can't be honest with yourself then you can't start any process in my opinion You have to be willing to be raw, B-E-T uncut with yourself. For you youngins, you might not know what that is, but B-E-T used to have uncut that came on at 11 o'clock and they would show us all the explicit videos. 
That would be where Nelly displayed his tip drill video and slid the credit card down the crack of the girl's ass. Now, that might be, before, you know, that's before your timeline, but go on YouTube and check it out. For us 80s babies, BET Uncut was a thing. But back to what I was saying. <laughs> be honest with yourself. If you're on any journey, whether it's spiritual, whether it's forgiveness, Whatever it is, you have to be honest with yourself. You cannot operate in any, you can't operate in any level of integrity if you're not being honest with yourself. So that's going to be the first thing. Uh, the second thing that you can do on your forgiveness journey is you can write a letter to who or what you need to let go of. So, ma'am, Kimora, whoever you feel like you need to forgive, you can write a letter to that person expressing all your feelings, all your transgressions, lay it all out on a piece of paper. And after you've done that, burn it. Well, you've told me to do that before. Exactly. So you burn it. But when you're burning it, the burning it symbolizes actually letting go of whatever the situation is. So for the listeners, Y'all can try that. Write a letter, burn it. And I may have said that before. So if I'm repeating myself, oh, well. Um, step number three, couch time. Schedule you a motherfucking appointment with a therapist. Lay your ass on the couch. Talk about it. Pay that $5, $10 copay if you got one. I don't know if Obamacare has therapy included for our, for your working folks. Make you a damn appointment with a therapist. And ask for resources, ask for, um, you know, don't just go to the first person that you find. Try to find somebody that resonates with you. Try to find someone that you would feel comfortable with doing your therapy with. Because telling Sally that's 95 years old about your man that then cheated on you <laughs> may not resonate because Sally is 95 years old and, you know, she got different shit going on. So find somebody that resonates with you. I've been to therapy. Me and my child have been to therapy together. I've been to therapy on my own. About that, about that. I'm an advocate <laughs> for it. Therapy. Couch time. It's real out here in these streets. I'm. Uh, I, we, people of color, don't feel like therapy is necessary. But mental health, we talked about that on the last episode. Mental health is very, very important. So get you some couch time in. Now, the last step is going to be mirror work. So that means you're going to look in the mirror and talk about the things that you need to let go of and the things that you need to forgive yourself for. Now, in my opinion, mirror work is the hardest. Because it's very hard to look yourself in the mirror and say what you need to forgive yourself for. It's very hard to look yourself in the mirror and talk about the things that you need to let go of. Very hard. Now, some people may say, oh, that shit is easy. Bitch, get your ass in the mirror and talk about how you need to forgive yourself for them 10 abortions that you had. Children. I'm just saying, it is a lot, but 
it's easier said than done. Mirror work is very, very hard. You going to break down. I broke down. I mean, I've done it more than once, but them first couple of like, it's not easy. Like it's easy to sit on the couch and talk to and have somebody write or ask you questions, write them down, you know, that, but to actually, because in order for you to look yourself in the mirror, that goes back to the first step with being honest with yourself. Because if you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to be able to look in the mirror and talk about what you need to let go of. So for example, if you think that you're ugly, you're not going to look, you're not going to be able to look yourself in the mirror and talk about how fine and how beautiful you are. If you think that you're ugly, it's going to be very difficult for you to do that because it's going to require you to look at yourself and be honest with yourself and tell yourself the opposite of what you actually think. So it's, 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 it's not as uh, easy as it may sound. Um, shit. What was the, what else I was going to say? Oh, but if you can complete the mirror work and it may, it's going to take some time for you to be able to do, you know, wholeheartedly look at yourself and be like, I need to let go of X, Y, and Z and feel comfortable and be able to do that. Like, yeah, bloop, 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 and not cry and not break down. Once you've accomplished that, anything and everything else is go. Like, you won't have any problems. It won't be hard for you to interact with anybody. Uh, mirror work is another way to boost up your confidence. Mirror work is another way for you to feel confident in who you are, whether it's a speech, whether it's um, affirmations, whether it's, um, I'm having a brain fart right now, but mirror work, looking at yourself and saying, I'm a millionaire. I'm going to get the bag. I'm a millionaire. And you tell yourself, like, because mirror work is programming your subconscious in order for you to believe what you're saying, if that makes sense. I don't know. Um, it makes sense to me because I've done it before, but somebody listening may be like, oh, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bitch, what you talking about? Fuck the mirror. I'm just looking in the mirror to put on my lip, lip gloss. And no, you can do more in the mirror than Put on lip gloss and watch yourself fuck your man. You can do more in the mirror. I know, right? It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting right here. You are my child and you already know how I operate. So, um, the other piece that I had was talking about what forgiveness means, but I kind of already went over that already in regards to not being petty. And not trying to hurt the person that has hurt you. Um, because it only works in certain scenarios. So I kind of went over that already. Um, now, if you are in a place where you can't learn to love bold and live forgiving in the year of our Lord, 2020, if you don't do nothing else for 2020, just learn to be honest with yourself. And so with being honest, I had to look up the definition, good old Webster. So what do you think the definition of honest is, Kimora? Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Truthful? Uh, okay, yeah. So the word honest is an adjective. 
And the definition is going to be free from fraud or deception, genuine and real, worthy of praise and reputable. So how many of us are living as a fraud? How many of us are living a a life that's not um, genuine? A life that's not worthy of praise? I feel like everybody does in some aspect. Okay, so why? Why you feel that way? Is it because of social media? Because I feel like people are living different lives in that regard. They do shit on social media that they wouldn't do in real life. Like for some people, social media has created a divide real life versus social media. You know, reality versus social media. And, you know, likes, followers. It doesn't really, tr- it doesn't mean anything. You can be this online person and be completely miserable in your real life. Like a lot of people are operating in that space, but let's talk about what you, why you feel that way. Well, yeah, I just, everybody's hiding behind something, whether you see it or not. So what do you feel like you're hiding behind? Oh, what do you feel like I'm hiding behind? I don't know. Maybe. The way you don't take this the wrong way. Okay, spit it out. <laughs> I I feel like sometimes the way you talk on your podcast isn't how you talk in real life. You of course I mean? it's not. So you're I think maybe you're just hiding behind different tones of voice and different words that you use. Well, I because one, they're listening to this. So certain words and certain tones you have to use in order to put emphasis put emphasis on to make it sound a certain way. Um, but yes, you're uh, on my podcast. I do use different tones and do. Um, I don't necessarily feel like I use my fake voice. Um, Your voice is a lot more high pitched. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> like you don't do that at home. Uh, well, no, at home I'm yelling at these motherfucking kids, these kids, these kids, these kids. So I mean, hey, that's your truth. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I can dig it, but I could be being fraud about a whole bunch of other shit. Ah, <laughs> you all right? Something in your eye? Yeah. Okay. Um, so now, how many of us are living a life of fraud? You scheming and scammers, you. With um, the word fraud, I had to look that up too. So fraud is a noun. And the definition is deceit, trickery, a person who is not what they appear or pretend to be. So some of us are using social media to be a fucking fraud. Point blank. Some of us are just being fraud, period, for whatever that reason is. So the overall theme of the podcast today is to inspire you to get your shit together, to live authentically, and to be who you are and be okay with who you are. And with being okay with who you are, everybody's not going to accept that shit. Everybody's not going to be okay with it. But all that matters is that you're okay with it. And getting your shit together is going to look different for 
everybody. Like me personally, for me to get my shit together, I'm slowly transitioning back to not eating meat and eating healthy. I had a photo shoot and sis titties is the whole photo shoot. So mamacita got to get back. Just moving legs. (laughs) (laughs) Just titties and legs, kneecaps. Mamacita (laughs) got to get back to eating no meat and get to get these titties down. You know, I was supposed to have a breast reduction, but COVID-19 stepped on the scene and her favorite color is green. And can't nobody have, well, I'm not having no surgery right now. Oh, my favorite color is pink. No, COVID. Her favorite color is red. It might be because this bitch is out here with a vengeance. She's not playing. That's the joke. I got it. (laughs) So um, I also have my boys meditating for two minutes uh, a night before we go to bed. So two minutes may not sound like a lot, but for a two-year-old and a six-year-old to get them to sit down and cross their legs and actually try to meditate for two minutes is challenging. So we working on two minutes of meditation with them just for them to kind of calm down, say their prayers and take their ass to bed. So everybody, so that's what getting my shit together looks like for me. For you, what do you feel like that would look as far as you getting your shit together for 2020? What does that look like, Kimora? Um, well, I'm starting a new sport, tennis. So being consistent with that and the exercises and eating right and oh, so yeah. same same thing, yeah. Eating healthy, okay. I mean, I'm on the same journey with you. I I I got you, girl. We here. Um, so yes, life is a journey, and on this journey, we are students. And I hope that y'all are learning some dope ass shit on this journey, and that you guys are teaching other people the amazing shit that you're learning. I mean, I bring my child with me because I try to teach her and invest in her. And, you know, we should all be passing down the information and the lot, the knowledge that we learn because um, I've heard a lot of her generation say that the generation before them is not teaching them and not passing down the information. So I think that we need to do our due diligence and teaching the youth because they are the future. They are, whether we like it or not. So we got to pass them down some positive shit because they going whatever they learn, they're going to be teaching it to their kids. So we got to try to get this shit together. Um, Kimora, do you have any quarantina updates? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Any quarantine updates? You're gonna make me not want to share. Oh, well, do your thing. Do your um, thing. If you, you don't need all the details. Okay. Well, excuse me. Well, just give us a little, a little snippet. I'm talking to a boy. Ow. Yeah. Okay. Where'd you meet him at? I said you don't need to know all the details. All I said was where you meet him at. <laughs> that's that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Okay, well, that's a hell of a quarantine update, ain't it? She just came in here and blew my motherfucking Crocs off my feet. <laughs> my Crocs <laughs> off of your feet. <laughs> the fuck? She got a whole ass nigga she talking to. What? What? And this is my first time hearing about it on the fucking podcast. 
Nigga, what? You gonna make me take it back. No, you can't take that back, boo. She talking to somebody, y'all. I'm I'm here for it. I dig it. I ain't mad at all. Uh, my quarantina would be <laughs> update is my electric bill is high as giraffe pussy right now. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like my bill is high. It could be high as the ceiling. No, high it's as high as giraffe pussy. <laughs> Gir- giraffe pussy is real motherfucking high. My shit is high. Hi. Hi, hi. You can be high as a kite. <laughs> no, we, we, I'm letting it, I'm being myself. <laughs> it's high as fuck. Like, I don't understand what's going on. These kids got every light in the motherfucking house on. Every, a light. Every TV. Every TV. Everybody's streaming shit. Bill high as fuck. So that would be my quarantina update. And my electricity bill is really upsetting me and my homegirls. Like, it's upsetting. Because that bill is like... If we. I can't have electricity. <laughs> if you can't have electricity, you can have a candle. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, yes, everybody's phone is streaming. Every computer is streaming. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, to say the least. But that is the timeline that we're in. Everybody's at home. And I've been at home. What, what month we on? March, April, May, June. We on month number, f- the fifth month. It's July. Number five for being inside the house. Number five. Now, I've seen a thing on Twitter where someone was saying that they've been stuck in the house with their kids for a certain amount of time and they need help. And Twitter ripped them up like that's what you made the decision for having kids. It was like Twitter made this person feel bad because they needed a break from their children. And I'm here to say needing a break from your freaking kids is normal. It's abnormal to not want a break from your children. It's not healthy either. You need you can't be a full coherent parent. Without getting a break from your children. And I don't give a fuck who don't like it. Email me and say whatever the fuck you got to say, but I don't care. I need a break from them. They're not even my kids. Praise. You hear? <laughs> pra- say it again. Praise God. <laughs> say it again. I said, I need a break from them and they're not even my kids. Hello, somebody. So y'all stop shaming motherfuckers who mismanaged their uterus and had children. Now, some of these, I think the person that made the tweet was a was a married couple, you know, but they still needed a break from their motherfucking child or children. It's normal. Like, stop parent shaming folks for you people who don't have children. Like, let these motherfuckers need a break from their kids. It's It's okay. It's normal. I personally need a break from mine too. And you motherfuckers are not going to talk to me on Twitter or Instagram or in my email telling me that I'm a bad parent because I need a break. Because if that's the way you feel, fuck you. Because your parents need a break from your ass too. But it's not just kids. It's, you need a break everybody. from everything. It's it's too Staying in what's going on right now is bad for your psyche. It's bad for your mental health. Like, you need to figure out a way to reset your brain with all of this shit that's going on. It's just, it's mentally exhausting. So when you add kids, when you add a job, when you add being in the house for five months, when you add 
excuse me, not having an outlet, that type of shit turns into shots of vodka every night, a glass of wine every night. It turns into, you know what? These motherfucking kids is watching themselves. YouTube is watching them. Disney Plus is watching them. You know what I'm saying? Because the only way you're going to be able to take a bath and shit in peace is to turn on YouTube for the baby. If you don't turn on YouTube, then they going to be in the bathroom with you while you on the toilet trying to shit. <laughs> Asking you, Mom, are you taking a dump? That happens. So, yeah. Are you booing, Mom? It happens all the time. But you need a break from that. Sometimes you want to shit with the door closed. <laughs> and only parents would be able to understand that. Sometimes you want to shit in peace. I have a dog. Okay. Well, do your dog... <laughs> he tries to come in the bathroom. Okay. Too. Well, it's the same thing. So... That's all I got for y'all today. I didn't talk to y'all. I don't know how many minutes we in right now. But I would like to say, it's hot as fuck. Thank you very much <laughs> for listening. And I got to wrap it up because the bitch is sweating. Um, yes, thank you very much for listening <laughs> to my podcast. <laughs> Because the heat is distracting me. Like, wait a minute, bitch. I'm sweating. Hold on. Recuperate. Huh? I said, not you had to recuperate. Yeah, I had to hit the reset button. Like, wait a minute. Um, yes. So you can leave comments. You can email me. Um, all of that on Love Bold. <laughs> Love Bold Society is the Instagram, the Twitter. And my email is loveboldsociety at gmail.com. And I told y'all, if y'all finna parent shame me, I don't want to hear that shit. Because y'all ain't going to like my response. So, um, peace and blessings. Please stay safe in 2020. Please learn how to forgive and let go of shit. And we'll see y'all next time. Have a good night.